Hey everybody, welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. Now in this episode, we have Maria from the Berlin post-hardcore trio, Future Palace, who's recently on a live Twitch stream of Fresh of the Word. Future Palace just released their new album, Run, via A Rising Empire. During our conversation, Maria shared the topics explored on Run, as well as the design of the album cover and the music videos, along with her childhood music influences that shaped her as an artist. It was really fun to chat with Maria, and Run is a great addition to where music rooted in hardcore can go with in-depth and melody. It's definitely an album you should check out. So, without further ado, let's get into this interview with Maria from Future Palace. Thank you, first of all, and hello. Um, I'm doing pretty okay. I was just working today, but I'm still, or we are still really overwhelmed with the album feedback. So that is still pumping me up. (laughs) (laughs) And the week is almost finished and we are honestly waiting to see if we hit any shards or something. That would be freaking amazing. And yeah, that's the situation right now. Pretty hyped up by all the comments, all the messages and um, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was just having this conversation um, on my uh, other live podcast the other day with uh, um, this band called Stud Count, and they're, um, they, you know, they 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 came from like a hardcore scene in Philly, and they were talking about how it got to the point just before like the pandemic that sort <clears throat> sort of like the the hardcore band sounding like a hardcore band, just a hardcore band, that bubble kind of burst and like the, and you started seeing all these sort of newer bands coming out um, with different sort of like their branches off like the hardcore sound. Like, mm-hmm. and then the, in the, then the pandemic kind of like gave people sort of like a little bit of a break from that, those scenes and kind of have a, have a freedom to sort of experiment like when it comes to future palaces, like, you know, what was sort of the beginnings with this band and how did you sort of like want to, you know, what, what, what did you want to, you know, what did this band want to be? Um, we didn't really want to be anything specifically. We just did what we wanted with the first album already. If you listen to escape, you can already tell that we had our own different sound, I think. And um, it was a little, like, not experimental, but it was um, genre open always from the first song on, from our first demos on. We already knew we don't want to be close-minded. We want to be open-minded and write songs we like, but, yeah, not really think about much. Um, And I think Escape was a little more even poppy than Run is now, but we didn't really think about any borders or anything that it should be we just th- thought about what we want to do and i think it comes from our different backgrounds um the guys and um, have been in post hardcore bands before we were always familiar with like metalcore music and emo music i loved it alternative rock uh, but we also like pop music and especially manuel he listens a lot to like also different countries pop music like french pop 
German pop and stuff, stuff like that. And he also loves 80s music, and I do as well. And 90s music, I'm a big... And I love, like, early 2000s R&B. Like, this is my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> my weakness. And that's why I love, like, a lot of R&B and soul singing as well. Right. And I think all of these different things are influences for us. And, um, yeah. And we just put it together into songs. Everything we just like and think should, should work out or we would like to listen to ourselves. And that's pretty much the background of Future Palace. There's no like plan behind really, but just what we really want to do. You know, when I when I listen to this new album run, like I can I can hear the influences in it, but it's like you kind of take the best things that you like in different types of music and put it out put it all together pretty well. How do you how do you sort of do that without, you know, being too influenced by your influences? Um, good question. That's a good question. I think first part is that uh, I think if I would be a solo writer, it would be even harder because there would only be my input in the songs. But uh, the magic is already that we're two like main songwriters. So Manuel and I do the main basics and foundations of the songs. I do the vocals completely. He does um, most of the instrumentals, but then he sends a demo of an instrumental we'll look at it i'll think if i can work with it or tell him change the key change this and this and we will just adapt or change some sounds and that already uh will change a song automatically because if he had an idea maybe from whatever song madonna or something that could happen it could be from madonna and i will get on there and i will listen to it and get a totally different vibe from it and i'll add my ideas on top and then it's already a new different song and then in the end there's also johannes who will listen over it our drummer and say what he likes what he doesn't like and in the end we go in the studio and then there are two to three more people working on it with us and um, i think that already helps with it never being just one idea or one inspiration it's a bunch of different inspirations and we always just try to be open while we write we don't really compare much when we write we just think this sounds right and this doesn't sound right and um, try to not use like too much inspiration while writing sound wise it's a little different thing like the producers I think like to compare sounds with other songs and artists but for us for the writing process it's just really doing what we think works and um, maybe comparing it to our own songs but yeah really not doing a one-on-one -on -one comparison with something right yeah what's your what's your, what's your favorite uh What's your favorite songs or artists from that early 2000s R&B era? <laughs> oh God, that's hard. That's pretty cringy because I was 12 or something back then. Oh okay, yeah, so. oh yeah, that's the best time, man. <laughs> I was not even 12. What am I saying? But um, I was way younger than that. I got got into first grade in 2003, um, so I was really young. But my older sister listened to all that stuff. And um, she's eight years older than me. And here in Germany, we had a bunch of trash bands uh, that were um, winning pop stars back then. That's a casting show here. I don't know if you had them. All, all yeah, we have well. we have stuff like that here. Yeah. Yeah, and and there were so many bands like the No Angels and Us Five and um, all these like good boy bands that were pretty much just copies of Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I love them. Like I danced to them, the choreographies with my sisters and um, yeah, all that stuff. And then I think Mika also, and I think Asher was really big back then on, on 50 Cent and stuff like that. I really, really loved all that. And Justin Timberlake, I was like all 
in love and I'm a really big fan I know she's not R&B but I am a big fan of Christina Aguilera or I was back then right um, I love all the songs and I really try to like sing like her back then when I was like 12 <laughs> and um, yeah that's like all these yeah different genres that I was listening to like my family really listened to this music when I was growing up there was no rock at all and my sister was all into that like R&B world and I would it feels nostalgic and familiar for me because of that reason I think and then later on when I was in sixth grade and then got older I got way more into rock with like Linkin Park, Avril Lavigne, uh, 30 Seconds to Mars and so on and so on and all that good stuff um, but before that I was like really poppy actually I lo really love pop and R&B and stuff like that yeah <laughs> when did you like first get that little itch to like that you wanted to sing or be a performer or anything um uh, i think um i keep saying it different but if i think about it, because i just mentioned my sister and my family i think it makes sense to mention them again because uh, my sister had her first dancing concert my older one when she was in sixth grade so i was really young then and i was listening or like watching her on the stage and i was like wow she's so cool and um Later on in school, she would also join the music class and sing on stage. Funnily, she now doesn't do music anymore, not at all, um, or sadly. But I saw her performing on stage and I was like, I want to go in that high school and do the same thing. I absolutely want to do the same thing, like, like what she's doing, playing with a band and singing. And she wasn't doing rock at all, as I said, but I was like, I want to do this as well. And my mom used to sing back then and she owned a guitar. And when I was 12, she taught me playing the guitar because I was more interested in it. And that's around the age when I was actively trying to be more active with music. That was around 12 when I just finished my um, primary school. The last year in sixth grade, I learned guitar and sang already um, and did like my kind of weird dance performances <laughs> <laughs> with Avril Lavigne girlfriend. I remember. Oh, my God, that was so embarrassing. And yeah, then in high school, it started. That's when I got my own band. That's when I had my first ever gigs. And that's when I wrote my first songs, uh, like 12, 13. And from then on, I knew that's what I want to do, really, for, for a living, even, even though I didn't know how. But yeah, that's when it hit. You know, when, when was the first time you felt, though, that like, hey, you know, doing this music thing could be something that I could be doing for a long time, seriously? Um. I think I wanted to do it before I knew how. I think with like 16 or something like that, I was already, I think I started my first band that which was like an alternative progressive something band when I was 14 and I stayed in there for eight years. So I really wanted to make it work. I even thought about quitting school and stuff like that. I was like all crazy and had big plans with this band. Um, yeah, and then I even, um, when I finished school, that was my next question. So I was like, okay, so you still don't achieve much with this band. Um, how can I make this work? And I thought about how can I do this professionally? Uh, and I started first studying media design and then switched to music, popular music. I actually studied that because that was the point in my life when I was like, I really, no matter what, want to make this a living. And I thought, thought, um, thought about different ways and tried different things. But in the end, the only thing or the, the best thing that worked for me now is finding these, meeting the two guys I'm in the band with now. But before that, I already tried everything and knew when I was around 16 that I really want to make this a living. And I remember, you just made me remember this. I don't know if you have to do this too in school, but in like ninth and 10th grade, you have to do like um, 
volunteer, not volunteership, but like, what is it called? Apprenticeship. Yeah. Yeah, you have to do the apprenticeship for the first time in a random place to kind of see what you want to do in your yeah, life. We, right? don't, we, we don't have to do that type really? of stuff. Like, yeah. We have to. We, we are. We, we have, have things that are that are similar to that. Like, um, um, during my senior year of high school, um, I had a thing that was called co-op, and I got to, oh, okay. uh, I, I got to only go to school half a day, and then the second half of the day, I got to go to an actual paying job. Okay, interesting. So you got money for it as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. We didn't. We just. Uh, it was like, um, and you have to do it in both grades, ninth and tenth grade. In the ninth grade, you go for two weeks into a job and then the other one for three weeks, but you don't get paid. It's just school. And you'll have to write a review and they have to write a review how you acted there. And that's pretty much it. And I did this two times. And the first time I went into a guitar shop because I was like, what the, how is anybody going to take me if I want to do music? Because there was no way. And I actually went, met um, two amazing people there. One of them is still one of my best friends. And um, I just, I was there like, we were selling guitars i'm like i don't know i just want to become a musician and i already knew that when i was like 15 16 and then the second time i went to a hairdresser because i couldn't find anything else <laughs> and then i remember that was this one guy because i was complaining because i didn't like it he's like you can never become a musician the only chance is you're really good at maths and you don't get fucked up and that's the only way you could ever become a musician i'm like why are you so mean <laughs> you just tried to talk the dreams out of me right and i'm so happy that i kept going because that was i already wanted it back then honestly oh i feel yeah. you i feel you <laughs> yeah. before you know before you know meeting the guys that would uh you know join in this band what were some of the things that you like you just learned about you know doing music the music business music whatever um you know while you were sort of searching for your place yeah, I mean, I wasn't actively searching for the boys. It was more coincidence or destiny, if you want to call it like that. Right. Um, but uh, I was doing everything I could possibly do back then. I, um, as I said, started my first band with like 14. And it was actually a band like we had. One of the members uh, was one of my best friends. And we stayed in this band eight years. And we switched the members. And we really tried everything, played gigs, wanted to make our first EP. Um, he also back then studied sound design and we went into a studio with him and then I started studying music because we really tried everything we could. Took part in a band contest back then, I remember. That's when I also met our, uh, one of our videographers, funnily. So many, many, many steps. I met many people on the way and I just did music. I went to like open mics as well and um, we, I even went busking outside with my old guitar player a few times and um yeah i just wrote so many songs and tried to plan as much as i could and i just we rehearsed every week and um that also helped me to improve a lot and then yeah later on when i was like 21 or 20 or something i did this school the music school i went to which i didn't finish um but that was my final step to be like more professional because they really 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 touched up all my skills like I got vocal lessons for the first time in my life I learned music theory I learned stuff about production uh, about uh, performance I learned a lot in there but I already learned this before from all my experience because in my all my free time was pretty much always band life my entire life pretty much so I think my life already taught me so many things and then with this band now and these past years I think until uh, 2018 i learned so much more that i couldn't even have imagined 
and um, because it's a different thing when you're in something, when you have your first label, right. when you are in the real studio for the first time, when you have bigger gigs and there's so many more people involved now. But yeah, I think all of that was really, really important for me as an experience for having this band now. So I think, I don't know, so like eight year plus or even 10 year plus experience plus even studying before doing the band. Yeah. You know, aside from being like the vocalist of Future Palace, you know, what what roles do you sort of, uh, you know, bring to the table when 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 it comes to this band? Uh, yeah, there are we are way more roles than just the instruments, way more roles, um, <laughs> because we first of all started out ourselves completely um, without having a label. Um, it came pretty quickly to us, but I already had my YouTube channel back then that had a few subscribers that really helped us to gain an audience really quickly. That also helped us to use a studio for free to record in. I also brought the camera guy and um, yeah, all that stuff in. So we did all the management stuff and production stuff ourselves in the beginning. Uh, besides, we went to Sawdust Recordings where we still recorded our final, or like last album run now. Um, we already went to him for the first songs. That was a smart decision. And um, my roles would be, uh, it's pretty hard to sum it up because I do the social media managing right now. I am like pretty much always the creative director of most parts. I'm not only, I never do it alone. They will always add their opinions on it. But like for most music videos, photo shoots, everything creative, also the album cover, the outfits, every outfit of us, the makeup, all mostly what I plan. And one, every one of us has a different part in the band. And of course, I also write the lyrics. I also write the songs, melodies, uh, like the vocal melodies. Uh, re record the demos of my parts and um, I don't even know we do so much that we don't even write it down it's crazy we, we in the beginning we did way more I even uh, did one of our fir first music videos I cut it and learned after effects for it that was ghost chapter and did all the teasers for us and stuff like that that now the the label does but yeah and then now I'm the interview person as well. It's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, and I, uh, but yeah, that is pretty much, it's most of the things we, we write songs about and we market are my stories as well. And that's uh, pretty interesting. It feels weird because the guys, especially also Johannes, he's like our manager. So he does a lot of management work. Yeah. He communicates with everybody. And um, he does like all the theoretical smart stuff. And I do most creative things. And Manu's like in between, I think. He also does creative, and then he also does a lot of smart, smart work. <laughs> or like we translate promotion text and stuff. So it's pretty hard to sum it up, but we're an all-rounders. All and um, <laughs> right. you have to do so much more than just being a singer in a band. <laughs> yeah. You know, with having a YouTube channel and also using uh, Twitch, um, you know, how has that helped build this band? Um... I think a lot, I, I wouldn't say, yeah, okay, let's say build, but it helped to skip many, many parts. It skipped so many parts of a of, uh, part, um, about of time and effort maybe, because um, who knows how many videos we would have put out before uh, a rising empire would have seen us without my YouTube channel. And that's when, when I say again, it was work of many years before that led to this point now. Because I did YouTube since I was 14 or something, and I kept uploading videos without a big plan behind it. I didn't do music on there. Um, I was thinking about doing it at some point, but then at so suddenly 
it made sense. It all came together. This YouTube channel finally had a really good, um, how do you say it, spotlight or gave us really great spotlight for the first video we ever published. Then we got the studio and I think that was a really big part. And also one big part was that we never tried to, or we, we already wanted to make the sound of us be really great in the, right in the first song. Um, so Manuel found the studio right away and was like, let's go there. And we didn't have money for it, not at all. And both of us worked at a bookshop back then um, for two months. And we did it 40 hours a week. And then f for the only time we had off, we went into the studio and used our money we earned in this bookshop <laughs> to record our first songs there because we didn't, yeah, we didn't have money back then. And I think that was the, all of that was the best decision because we just gave it our all and used all of our abilities we had. And I think this YouTube channel of me was also a really big advantage, of course. I think, yeah. Oh, and there was one extra thing. I was taking part in a really trashy TV series that nobody should ever look up. But um, when the TV series was um, aired, we just released our music videos. So the timing was pretty smart from us. <laughs> we did everything, honestly. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yo, shout out to my homie Vexation in the chat. Uh, he actually has a question for you. Oh, cool. Um, as you know, being in a band where you know a woman-led band, um, he wants to know if uh, there's any other uh, bands that are led by a woman vocalist that you can recommend that you uh, are into. Good question. Um, I am not that much up to date with new bands, but I think there are obvious, like obvious ones. Um, Back then, I was a lot listening to Paris. I think they're just amazing. I'm not sure if you can still call that um, a band nowadays. Not no no shading, but I think it's more like a solo project now. But right. back then, I think they were really really amazing, really new like new air in the scene, uh, really unique. Uh, I also, of course, who who didn't? I really like Paramore, and you could always listen to them if they're not too obvious, because I don't know any like hidden gems right now. If that's Maybe one would be Marmosets. I don't know if they're still doing something. Oh yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's I, been a while since I've heard uh, heard anything from them. Yeah, I don't know what happened to them, but I think these are like more smaller bands that people might not now know. But I'm never like really looking into something, or I never searched up any female-fronted bands actively. So people would just send them to me. I think one is also Yonaka or Yulanka. I'm not quite sure how they're called. But they're also pretty, pretty cool. I, I even say that the name wrong. I'm really bad <laughs> for, for this question. <laughs> I totally, so, I totally uh, uh, search out like active, like actively search out like bands that are fronted by women have women oh, in cool. it. Just because it's like, it's, it's just, a, uh, it's just a taste of mine, you know? And, okay. And, but it, it even goes through like all genres, like, yeah. um, you know, I'll like women rappers, like rock bands, metal bands, hardcore bands, uh, punk bands, uh, anything out in Japan, like mm -hmm. Japanese shoegaze bands led by a woman vocalist. <laughs> okay, see, that's why I don't, I, I, they just, mostly people will send them or something, or I will get it on my release radar, but yeah uh i don't actively look it up so i don't know because you actually fun fact i um i'm really 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 picky when it's about uh, rock and female voices 
And that was also one thing for me. I wanted to sound like a voice that I would like to listen to. Right. I mean, I, I don't force it, but um, I'm really picky with most like rock singers and not saying that they're not good, not at all, but just my personal taste likes, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to explain, but no. yeah, it's, that's why I wouldn't look it up actively, I think. But I think, yeah, singers like Lungan is really amazing. And then Haley Williams, of course. And yeah, Marmosets, I think, were really, really cool. Of course, and then, of course, Spirit Box, who, who doesn't know them, really, really, really talented. But I actually didn't listen as much to them as I did to, like, Flyleaf or hey, uh, Paramore or... I don't probably remember. Now, when you put me on the spot, I don't remember anything. <laughs> right. You know, with Spotify. <laughs> but, yeah. I could... Pr I, I could... Like, I have probably, like, tons of bands in my head, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah. uh, which one yes. do I talk about? <laughs> exactly. That's always how it is. You, when you have to talk about it, you don't know anymore. When um, when okay. it comes to the videos for uh, Future Palace, like, I really love the visuals. Very, uh, very vibrant. Um, the one video, you were really dressed up, had a really great, like... Uh, you know, costume and makeup and had all these like feathers, whatever. Like uh, what, what, you know, what goes into the, you know, the visuals, uh, the, you know, these vi music videos, like what's sort of the inspiration behind them? Um, good point. Um, I think, so as I said before, I'm, I'm mainly the like creative director for all that stuff. Uh, for one video I wasn't, that was Defeating Gravity. I just had the look ideas. But for, I think you're um, talking about flames right now. That's yeah. when I had the black makeup and stuff like that. It just really, I don't know. I'm like a person. I always look for inspiration every day. Like I get it from everywhere, mostly from like the internet. And I am, I look up or like I have Pinterest mood boards yeah. and um, I'll, I'll make some for songs. And sometimes I already have an image in my head for a song because I wrote it. I know the topic. I'll get the vibes. I have colors in my head, uh, head already. And then I'll just open like Pinterest and add everything that was my idea. And I could probably open the Pinterest board right now and it would probably look a little different than what it is in the end. But um, I saw a great makeup artist on Instagram who did like a similar makeup with this dark thing. And that gave me already the idea for the makeup look. And I was already already thinking about, so this album is supposed to be the, the story after Escape. So our first album, When There Was a Cage, is a cover. And uh, that has something to do with the album artwork because you can see me with wings looking back into the camera. Yeah. And um, Flames is supposed to be, or like supposed to have a connection with, with the album artwork, obviously, because it's almost the same outfit. And I wanted to use this creature in some video and that was in Flames. And it's, it's me, it's like a demon, or like, it's kind of me, but not really. It's more like an emotion, and it's supposed to show someone who fled, like, or ran away from a toxic past, and ran through, like, a lot of crap, and um, a lot of unlucky events, and had to fight the, yourself through it, and also you've been burned on the way as well, like, everything shitty pretty much happened to you. That's why I had all these scratches and all that stuff in my um, face, and then... Yeah, the outfit was also something I just had in my mind, like some black because of a fire and kind of going through something and to pre represent how how dark it feels, how heavy it feels. And also all that it just came to my mind with like the roses and I tried to involve it in many different videos with like flowers to have it as a theme. Yeah, I have, have like this plant kind of theme because I feel like flowers always represent hope and life because you can only bloom and grow somewhere where you can live and 
that's always supposed to give the hopeful feeling of this entire album and all these videos are always these plants and flowers. And I also want to have contrast, like I love ugly beauty contrast, like really crazy makeup with them beautiful red flowers yeah. in the bathtub. But yeah, it's pretty hard to say where it all came from, but um, mainly most of it out of my head and then together with the videographer and director, I think for that one, yeah, it was Pavel. He also came up with a few ideas and added a few things maybe. And we also had a set designer for that video who didn't design anything actually, but she brought us all the things. She brought us like the flowers and some candle holders and the blood for the bathtub. And um, yeah, she did the headpiece. But yeah, it was so many different things. <laughs> so it's hard to sum it up. What do you hope, you know, people get out of listening to this album? Um, first of all, I hope they feel understood. If, if they have felt something similar, that somebody finally speaks out how they feel or just somebody who's openly about how they feel, that they feel understood. That, that would be the first thing that would be really nice. And I always say that I wish this album can be a big hug to somebody, even though it sounds quite aggressive and sometimes even like dancey and stuff like that. But this album is supposed to really, really... Yeah, like, like not hug is even too too simple like i mean in the end of the day it's supposed to be like a hug but also like a confrontation with yourself so you start with like anger and power then you become more sentimental more emotional and then in the end the album hypes you up again and that's exactly what it's supposed to do reflect get your anger out be sad about it and in the end let's hope for a better future together and that's yeah pretty much what it's gonna do or supposed to do (laughs) (laughs) what's um you know now that the album's out, um, getting you know getting some good, great feedback um, about it. Like, what's you know what's the what's next for uh, for Future Palace? Um, currently, we're just planning live things, so just gigs and gigs. And um, next week, we're playing on Full Force, and the week after that, we're playing and here in Germany, a big festival. And then the week after, we play on High Five Summerfest, which is a really big festival in Sweden our first ever festivals and that's really nice that they're so cool that we plan such cool festivals and after that we join a tour with battle beast from august to september to september it's a europe tour and um yeah we go to countries that we never visited for example uk that's a really big deal for us and also sweden and so on and so on and we're really really excited for that and um yeah behind the scenes i don't even know further than that um behind the scenes we're planning different things as well our management is always planning um to reach out to everybody to join whatever tour we could fit on and we'll see i think most stuff will be um live that that's going to follow in the future now nice nice or the near future yeah hopefully you can make it to the u.s that is a big to do <laughs> or a big wish of ours. And I think or I hope it will happen next year. But yeah, we are working on it, honestly, because we know that it would be a great fit. And we also worked uh, for radio campaigns in the USA. And uh, I did all of my interviews in English. So I think that's already a sign that we're really trying to go out there to really connect uh, to the entire world. And um, that we don't want to be a German band and stay in Germany or just a Europe band, but we really, really want to go yeah. overseas as soon as we can. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's been great talking with you, Maria. Man, like I said, love the album. Um, Thanks. You know, good luck with everything. 
uh, where can people go online to uh, get more information about the band, the album, and even follow you? Uh, you can actually just follow us on the basic social media platforms. <laughs> you probably know. So on Instagram, I think we're most active on Instagram. We're called Future Palace Official there. We also have a YouTube channel. It's also called Future Palace. Uh, of course, Spotify, really important for every artist. Also Future Palace on there. And then we have Facebook, TikTok, even Twitter. And yeah, or you can just check our website. Every um, tour date will be on there, updated. Yeah, but most active is, I think, Instagram, if you want to catch us there. All right. Great, man. It's been great talking with you, man. I feel like we're friends now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A little chill chill out talk. Chill out talk. (laughs) You know my my, uh, embarrassing choreographies now from when I was like 12. So, yeah. (laughs) Only makes you cooler now. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. And have a good day. Thanks, you too. All right, later. Hopefully see you in the U.S. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Fresh of the Word podcast, hosted and produced by myself, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier, empowered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash Fresh of the Word. Fresh of the Word theme music provided by Steve O. You can find more of his productions at imstevo.bandcamp.com, and that's E-Y-E-A-M-S-T-E-V-E-O dot bandcamp dot com. Fresh of the Word is available on all major streaming platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you want to support Fresh of the Word, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash Fresh of the Word. Follow Fresh of the Word on social media on Twitter at Fresh of the Pod, on Instagram at Fresh of the Word Podcast, and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fresh the Word. For more information about Fresh of the Word and our other podcasts, Breaking Records and Renaissance Soul, and a collection of pop culture articles and reviews, please visit freshofthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.